right, guys. Fans are excited to see our next guest making his return in March at UFC 260 to defend his title against Brian Ortega, the pride of Australia, one of the nicest guys in the game. And let's let's be honest here. The man behind one of the tastiest lamb recipes out there, UFC featherweight champion Alex Volkanovsky, who's on the way to Sydney from the gong and joins us. Welcome back to Submission Radio. Thanks for having me. Lamb recipe, I can't tell you the recipe, but it is one of the best out there, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> you like the kernel, it's the Volkanovsky uh, <laughs> secret herbs and spices. Nobody nobody on the planet, except maybe the miso, knows the recipes, so we, we understand. There's a Not lot... Even. Not even? I don't my recipes. Oh, there you go, there you go. Taken to the grave, that's the way it should be. <laughs> um, so there's obviously a lot to talk about. Uh, obviously this massive fight against Brian Ortega... Uh, but before we go to that, we want to get your quick reaction. Did you watch the fights yesterday? Did you see Max Holloway's performance? And given that he's a former opponent of yours, what did you think of uh, of what you saw in there? Yeah, yeah, well, I watched it just like all my all the all the contenders, everyone in my division. I'm always uh, keeping on every single one of them. So I was uh, definitely watching, and uh, yeah, Max, Max, uh, yeah, put on a, a good show. Uh, I knew he'd get the win. Uh, uh, yeah, put on a pace, and uh, you know, Katie just couldn't uh, couldn't keep up. So. It was a good showing. Dan Hardy mentioned that this is kind of like a newer Max Holloway that we saw in there. And I'm just wondering, um, do, you, do you think that? And um, do, do, you, or do, you, do you believe it was just a situation of a different opponent for him? Well, it's exactly that. It just He doesn't look like that in front of me, plain and simple. And, uh, you know, I don't mean that in any disrespect, but I uh, I shut him down and, and um, yeah, it's a... Just, just that's just that's just plain and simple. As I said, I do a point. He was uh, breaking records with numbers, and he's always a high volume fighter. He's always looking good when other people's in front of him. But you know, when it's me uh, in front of him, uh, you know, I just don't let him uh, do his thing. So, but in saying that, he did definitely put a, a good, a good performance, and I'm going to credit credit him for that. But at the same time. You don't look like that in front of me. Did you catch Dana White's comments by any chance post-fight where he was saying that, you know, Max, with a performance like that, he looks like he's earned another shot against yourself and uh, that trilogy is going to have to happen at some point. Uh, obviously, you got into Ortega in front of you, but it looks like White's pretty keen on doing Max Volko 3. And I remember last time you were talking to us, you were kind of like, man, are they going to keep giving this guy shots until he just gets the win? How do you how do you feel? How do you react when you hear that, oh, my God, it might be another Max Holloway fight again? Oh, they were keen before he even fought uh, yesterday. They were obviously uh, talking about a trilogy. Uh, being zero and two, you know, uh, it doesn't really make sense. That's why we're obviously – that's why Max moved on. That's why Max went and fought yesterday, you know, because he knew that it just does not make sense. And uh, that's why, obviously, the UFC have put uh, Ortega in front of me. So, you know, we, we need to move on. Uh, is it going to be further down the track? Look, you know, I'm not going to say that's uh, not going to happen. You know, I believe that uh, Max is doing what he needs to do to, to stay a number one contender. And, uh, you know, if we have to meet again, we have to meet again. But at the same time, there's going to be a different uh, opponent in front of me. And that's what I'm going to focus on. But... Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Obviously, uh, again, you know, it's a no, no secret that uh, I'm fighting Ortega. Uh, it's not fully confirmed yet, but it's, you know, it's a, it's pretty clear that that's what it's going to be. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to do, do my thing. You know, I mean, I'm going to put put on a show and show the world why I'm the best uh, featherweight 
best better weight out there. Mm. By the way, I love the blue background. It makes me miss uh, makes me miss Sydney, man. It's a nice <laughs> it's a nice kind of auto backdrop. But I want to ask you this: You mentioned that they were interested in the Holloway fight uh, initially. So how did this Ortega fight come together? Was Ortega always the guy that you were going to face next, or were they trying to get the trilogy to happen? No, well, there you go. Max was uh, that was never offered to me. They never, they never actually said that. But obviously, with comments that Dana was making and and uh, and things like that, you know, they're thrown out there. But at the end of the day, I was just that was just talk. You know, obviously, it doesn't make sense, and everyone knows that. Uh, that's why they gave him the fight. That's why you know, Ortega, all, all the Ortega and the Korean Zombie was the number one contender fight, and that was pretty clear when they when they uh, matched up. Uh, yeah, uh, only a few months ago. So that's what it was always going to be. Um, Ortega put on a good show. Uh, it looked good. Ortega 2.0, they're saying. So, you know, it's an exciting new challenge for me, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Mm. So we saw that, obviously, it's going to be at UFC 260. And um, it's crazy down here. Obviously, we're in Australia. You're over there in New South Wales. I was barely able to make it back into Victoria after the holidays. So tell me. Are you happy with the date, or will, will this sort of sort of COVID craziness make it trouble uh, tough for you to travel to CKB and sort of do the usual training setup that you're used to doing ahead of your fights? Yeah, we won't be able to do the same uh, camp that we usually do. Uh, we we are trying to get over there in uh, New Zealand, but uh, there's complications there, so you know it's a uh, pretty difficult. Uh, they've got a whole uh, voucher system that you've uh, probably heard about. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been given uh, the, the boys uh, problems getting back into their own country. So it's, uh, yeah, so things are, are going to have to change for this camp. But, uh, you know, again, we're, we're going to do what we did last camp, but at least we've got more time now as well. So we're going to bring a, a whole heap of uh, guys from around uh, Australia to come into to Wing Day, uh, freestyle fighting gym, and uh, we're just going to all do our camp there. So we've got a few guys uh, that will be fighting on the same card. Uh, I won't mention any names. But uh, and not just that, we're going to have... Uh, guys that you know again some of the best fighters in, in australia so we're all going to be uh, at our gym uh, putting work in and, and doing the rounds and you know mate i'll definitely be in, in good shape and i'll be sharp as ever so again uh, i'm learning so much every day you know even just watching fights studying my own fights uh you know what i mean and then we're going to be doing obviously our, our zoom chats and doing what we usually well what we did last fight in uh, some so it's it's going to be good you know i'm excited uh I'm excited to get back in there. You know, I mean, 2020 was a slow year for for the world, but you know, 2021, you know, I'm going to make sure I get a few fights this year. And 2021's my year, 100. <laughs> and and uh, what a good way to get it started, uh, March 27th. I know, I know. We're not used to not seeing Alex Volkanovski fight a bunch of times. Last year felt so weird. But was a part of you thinking of going onto UFC 259? I know Israel's fighting on there um, against Jan Blachowicz. Was that a potential plan for you to maybe jump on that card and then spend the training camp with the CKB guys? Or was that just a too close of a date and too soon for you? No, well, uh, you know, that was a, a date we, we threw out there. Uh, but, yeah, again, you know, it, is, it, is, it isn't easy as just saying, oh, I want this fight, you know, I want this card, exact date. Uh, you know, it's never going to be that easy. But we did throw it out there. Uh, they threw this date out for us and uh, a couple of other guys. But uh, again, you know, uh, we just had to, to make things work, and this is a, this is all falling into place how we wanted. So it's it's a good day for us. And uh, again, nothing signed, but you know, that's that's what we're we're pushing, and that is what the UFC are working towards, and we should have that finalised uh, very soon. 
Yeah, and how does it feel to be going back to Fight Island? Because I know in that Max fight, you mentioned there are a few factors there where you felt a little bit off at the beginning of the fight. Is it is it feel good to go back and be able to revisit that place again, or is there some hesitation about having to go back and fight there? Well, we don't know exactly where we're fighting. We don't know if it's at Fight Island or if it's in Vegas. So, uh, again, nothing's uh, fully confirmed for us. So we don't know. But uh, if we are back in uh, on Fight Island, uh, there's just you know, now that I've experienced it, even if I'm fighting with no crowd, at least uh, I've experienced it. So I know what to do. You know, as mm. I said uh, last time we probably talked, uh, you know, I sort of try to control my emotions. You know, I try to keep myself composed. And I was just very underdone. You know, I just wasn't no adrenaline. Uh, you know, I wasn't sharp. My reactions weren't there just because I, I think I try to play it too calm and collective so where this time i'm gonna let my emotions fly uh i want that you know i want that edge i want that sharpness you know what i mean and usually that crowd will get will get me there but this time i'm i'm going to use uh different sorts of energies and uh, you know use my my emotions uh, differently and things like that and an easy way of saying that is just try not to control my emotions so much i'll, I'll let them fly just so uh you know keeps me sharp <laughs> It's interesting, though, because over at Fight Island now, um, you would have seen it this past weekend, they got 2,000 fans in the building. So I'm wondering, what would you prefer? 2,000 fans in the building on Fight Island, you got to go all the way out there, or the Apex, it would be empty, but that would be in Las Vegas. What would be your preference? Well, you know, it's uh, you'd be a fool to say uh, not in front of a crowd. You know, we all want to fight in front of crowds again. Uh, you know, a bit of a normality and you know, just obviously the energy you can use of the crowd and, you know, just put on a show for, for people that are their lives. But, you know, it's just whatever whatever it is, you know what I mean? So wherever we are, I'm just going to adapt to whatever the situation is and, and do my thing. But, you know, I really am, I'm, I'm looking forward to fighting in front of a crowd again. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and we're really looking forward to this uh, Brian Ortega fight, man, because he really showed some massive improvements in his last fight against uh, the Korean Zombie. Um What's, what would you say are sort of the biggest improvements uh, from Brian that you noticed in that fight? Did anything sort of surprise you, especially how good he looked in the striking department? Yeah, there was a couple of things. Uh, you know, again, I thought he fought a completely different fight. You know what I mean? He's always been a dangerous fighter who, uh, you know, just, just I wouldn't say, uh, we've, you know, I don't want to sound uh, disrespectful in this, so I wouldn't say careless, but... You know, I thought it was pretty one-dimensional. Even though he was he was a uh, dangerous, you know, he was always looking for the big shots and you know, we look for a, a big finish. Now he showed that he's still looking for those things, but he's a lot more calculated. You know, his shot selections, he's fighting at distance. A couple of things like that uh, was uh, was you know surprised me. I didn't expect him to fight uh, that fight, and uh, that's why he made it look uh, you know pretty pretty easy against uh, the zombie. You know what I mean? Like he he did what. This is what I've said a couple of times. He did, uh, as a talking as simple as I can, he did what I would have done to both of them guys and uh, make them look like they didn't show up. You know what I mean? People are going to always say, oh, this guy didn't show up. But a lot of the time, it's the person in front of him that's making them not show up. And and that was all Ortega. So you've got to credit Ortega for that. You know, Zombie, I'm sure, would have would have showed up if, uh, if it was the same Ortega that we've seen. But I truly do believe that this is Ortega 2.0. Everyone's saying it. Uh, as much as I want to laugh about it, I still believe it. I still believe he's a he's a he's a new fighter and a new challenge uh, for me and for the division. So it's a uh, it's exciting. But you know, again, I, I just believe I'm on another level. 
I'm the best featherweight in the world, and I'm going to prove it once again. I think new challenge is sort of the key word. I think for you, I imagine you're probably sick of training for Max and preparing for Max. And I think for the fans as well, you know, they want a fresh opponent for you as well. So it kind of ticks both boxes. But I am curious, when you look at it, who would you say is sort of the, the tougher challenge? You know, this new version of Ortega or the Max Holloway that you fought in, in past times? Do you look at this as, as sort of a step up in difficulty level? Or how exactly do you look at it? There's, again, as you... You guys would know, and as everyone would know, that uh, it's, it goes so much. Uh, well, for me, it goes so much deeper than just uh, like you know. There's a little details, and there's whole new challenges that will take the brings. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, he's a jujitsu. You know what I mean? I, I slip up with a careless takedown or anything like that. He can uh, wrap that neck up like that. You know what I mean? And he's obviously got power in them hands, and he's finished a lot of fights. And uh, and now he's got all these uh, new uh, tools that he's uh, added to his belt. So there's a whole new type of challenge. Uh, you know what I mean? There's so many uh, different things in every fighter. That's what's that's what I love about this sport, where it's so much more than just oh yeah, he'll just bashing this way. You know what I mean? It goes like I, I find details. Our team finds the details, and we go right into them details, and you know, and break fighters down. And these are a whole new challenges that, that we got to that we got to figure out and, and uh, neutralize. So it's 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 good, you know. It is fun. It's a uh, fun and a whole new challenge. So everyone has their own uh, challenge for me. Whether people say is it is it a harder fight or whatnot, there's new challenges, so they are harder in uh, in sections. So which is exciting. Again, that's what that's why I love this sport. Uh, it's so much more than just standing in the middle and uh you know chin down close your eyes and swing you know what i mean <laughs> absolutely i was going to say you mentioned uh, ortega and how dangerous he is on the ground and how quickly he can snatch that neck up when you look at him and and that fight is it a case of like the floor is lava do you sort of avoid that ground game because of how dangerous he is there or is it a case where you kind of go all right i want to test myself on the ground i'm not i'm not avoiding anything here yeah well I'm not avoiding anything, but there's, again, as I said, like, that's why we love this sport. People are going to be, oh, you cannot take or take it down. Like, literally think that, you know what I mean? And, oh, he's a good jiu-jitsu, but this is MMA. It's a whole different world. we got we got cages uh, as obstacles. Uh, we've got punches, elbows. We've got so many things that, that come into play. So to say that floor is lava, which is a good term, I might use that. <laughs> And that is not the case. But uh, but again, I'll be a fool to just think I can play jiu-jitsu with, with Brian Ortega. But uh, there is uh, definitely ways I can approach um, that realm. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a little bit of, I, I almost uh, think, something similar between Max Holloway's last performance and Brian Ortega's last performance in the sense that both guys came out and did something different to their opponents than what their opponents expected with Max. It was high volume and Calvin Cata wasn't really prepared for it. And he was just sort of caught off guard. And with Korean Zombie, he was caught off guard with Brian Ortega striking as well. It was a different approach from the previous fights that he's had. I'm wondering, even though he's had those improvements, how does how do you believe when you see yourself matching up with him striking-wise, how do you believe he does with the champ? How does Ortega go with the champ? Ortega, yeah. Well, uh, again, like he's a, again, he's a, he's a complete different fighter. So I don't think it's going to be the fight it was, uh, however long ago that was. So I believe, uh, you know, Ortega does bring new challenges. Uh, 
And, uh, you know, he's, it seems like he's got a, a smart team around him that, uh, you know, they're not only just looking for finishes or, or you know, and just fighting a one-dimensional. They're, you know, they're, they're strategizing. They're, uh, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're game planning. And, and, and not only that, Ortega is uh, actually uh, sticking to the game plan and looking good while he's doing it. So I believe that he gives, uh, you know, Max definitely uh, new challenges. Mm. But speaking of yourself, Alex, when you line up against Ortega at UFC 260, how do you believe the battle goes between you and him in the striking? We know he's had some improvements, but I know you like to fight longer guys with that reach as well. You've spoken about it before. Take us into that matchup striking-wise. Man, it's a, again, obviously we can't give too much away, right? Yeah. Uh, like that's who's going to be standing in the front, in front of me uh, much. Uh, so, you know, it's a, but in saying that, you know, uh, again, the floor isn't lava, <laughs> but yeah, we are gonna, we are probably gonna stand. In, we're probably gonna be standing, and uh, you know, I just believe, again, you know, even though Ortega has showed that he's leveled up, has showed new tools, I just believe, uh, you know, these tools aren't at the, the level that my tools are, and I think just my pressure, and uh, when I'm in front of people doing my thing, it is hard to deal with. I don't care who you are. I don't care, you know, how good you are. When I am in front of you, I don't care what weight you are. Does if I'm in front of you, you are gonna, you know, you are gonna fight my fight, plain and simple. And uh, you know, I plan on, I plan on bringing it. And this is gonna be a fun fight for me. Uh, and this is gonna be a fun fight for the fans as well. So, again, I get to really put that pressure. I get to be in his face and uh, put a high pace on. And uh, man, I'm again, you know, no disrespect to Ortega, but. I'm going out there and I'm gonna I'm gonna put a put a showing on him and, and I can't wait to do it. Mm. Ortega's interesting in the sense I like how you mentioned the strategy be- behind the fighting and the, and the teams because Ortega's interesting in the way that with Korean Zombie he wanted to go out there and he wanted to outstrike Korean Zombie and set a statement against you. Do you believe he's going to try and do the same thing, <clears throat> or do you think it's going to be a case where he tries to take it down to the lava area and tries to win it there, an area that he's done it before? Look, he, he ain't really a wrestler. I'm sure he's uh, uh, working on it. Uh, but when I'm putting that pressure on you and when I'm in your face and, you know, you're fighting my fight and you're panicking, you're, the stress levels are right up here, he's going to shoot desperately, you know what I mean? And this is just, again, it's, it's different when I'm in front of you. So uh, whether he wants to keep it standing or, or not, uh, you know, I, I believe it's not going to go how he thinks it's going to go. And, and uh, I think he's going to be... Uh, maybe uh, shooting carelessly or throwing carelessly. And that's where I'm going to, you know, really do my thing. So again, it is just different when I'm in front of you. So, you know, I've got some of the, the, the best fighters in the world that just even, you know, they watch it, they know my pressure, but when I'm in front of them, they go, wow, that's, I understand it now. I feel that, you know what I mean? And, you know, even a, a good uh, example that is Israel uh, at Asenia, when he talks about it and he's uh, always said, you know, even though I'm half his size, He's like, uh, you know, why? Like he was on the back foot when we're doing a, we're sparring. He's like, why am I letting this bloke get me on the back foot? Hmm. And he would be like, I ain't letting that happen. Hmm. And then before he knows, he's on his back foot again, you know, because he's just, you know what I mean? He's just, he goes, I've just got a knack for it. You know what I mean? Again, it's just different when I'm in front of you. Hmm. And uh, people can say what they want, uh, you know what I mean? But uh, again, when I'm in front of you, it's just different. And uh, I'm going to show that time and time again. Wow. So you and Israel spar, huh? Even despite the size difference. This is just yeah. a regular thing. Uh, again, it was a more, you know, 
it's not like we're going out there trying to take each other's head off. You know, he's a, we're both uh, smart fighters and, you know, we're not, we're not sparring to kill each other. And, you know, he's not trying to knock my head off or anything like that. So we, we do, uh, you know, do our technical sparring and, and things like that. So it's good. You know, you, you learn a lot from, from that type of sparring. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, we, we have sparred. You know, I wouldn't say mm-hmm. we, we go out there on, on a Saturday when we do our sparring sessions. We ain't out there uh, doing our rounds every weekend, but we have sparred here and there. But more mm-hmm. more technical sparring. Good to know, you know man. To be a f- fighting uh, Israel uh, 100% or sparring him 100% is a good idea. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but still, to be a fly on that wall, holy but crap, But does, does Israel know the lamb recipe? That's a real question. <laughs> <laughs> Lamb recipe, but no one knows that lamb recipe. <laughs> you know Eugene Behrman wants to know that lamb recipe. He's a he's a smart guy. He wants that recipe. <laughs> I've got my tricks, you know, it's not just <laughs> and you know what I mean? It goes we go deep with it. One day maybe hey, I've got a YouTube channel coming up and uh, I'll be cooking on there. Maybe. Ooh. Just maybe. I'll put the recipe up in there. Oh, there you go. Dude, cook, cooking uh, cooking channel with Alex Olkonovsky. That's awesome. Just one more thing uh, uh, on Brian Ortega. And by the way, I appreciate the time, Alex. We'll let you go in a second. Um, he's kind of like you. He's like a pretty like laid back, nice guy. Uh, what are you expecting from this buildup in the lead up to the fight? Well, he made it pretty clear after his last fight. You know, there's no there's no bad blood. You know what I mean? You know, we're, we're not the type of guys to just you know, talk about each other's family and whatnot and, you know, try and get under each other's skin. But at the same time, you know, he wants he wants my belt, you know, and, and at the same time, he wants to, you know, he wants to take the belt from me. So, uh, you know, there's, who knows how this ends up playing out, but at the same time, you know, I've, I've got no, I've got respect for Ortega, you know, there's no hate there. But, man, I've got, I, you know, I, I still feel like, uh, I've always got something to prove, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I am the best featherweight in the world, and I'm going to show it time and time again. And unfortunately, he's in front of me, and, uh, you know, I've got to I've got to do my thing uh, uh, to show the world why I'm the best. So I think that's just unfortunate for him that he has to be across the octagon from me uh, because, man, I, again, I'm uh, sending a statement, and uh, the world's uh, going to see uh, a real showing that day. Mm. In other words, no one's getting slapped in the lead-up to this one, right? Getting slapped. Oh, well, uh, yeah, you never know. You never know how, how it plays out. But <laughs> If you ask for the lamb recipe, you know, that's you know, crossing the line. <laughs> I was there when uh, Ortega slapped. Uh, what's his name? Jay Park, is it? I, I think so, yeah. Yes, I was there. But I missed it. I was actually backstage with mm. My coach was there. And uh, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. But then we had a, we had a chat afterwards, uh, Ortega. So I was like, I got told about him. I'm like, oh, what happened? And he told me so. Look again, he's a, he's a pretty cool dude. So you guys kind of leveled when you had that chat, knowing that yeah. you're probably going to fight oh, soon. Uh, Ortega, I mean, sorry, Zombie was uh, was a uh, bad mouthing both of us. You know, his team. You know, Jay Park was uh, saying things about both of us. So I'll be lying if I didn't have a laugh with Ortega after he slapped uh, Jay Park. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Speaking of slaps, uh, if you are looking to slap down a big juicy bet on the upcoming fights or any fights for that matter, uh, there is no better place to do it than my bookie. If you like the feeling of cashing in a big fat check after a juicy knockout, there is one place for that feeling. That is my bookie.ag. Isn't that right, Dennis? 
That's right, Cass. My book has better bonuses and more MMA odds than any sports book, period. Plus, it's NFL playoffs, and nobody does game day better than my bookie. Whether you want to make a future bet, do some live wagering, or take on player groups, my bookie has something for everyone. And my bookie is the only sports book Submission Radio recommends. When you win, they pay fast. And by the way, around the corner, like you mentioned, UFC 257, so many great bats. Dan Hooker on there, Michael Chandler on there, Conor McGregor on there, Dustin Poirier on there. So jump on because if you sign up with the promo code SUBMISSION, my bookie will match your deposit halfway up to $1,000, Cass. That's unbelievable. Visit my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to enter the promo code SUBMISSION. Bet, win, get paid only at my bookie. That's right. Do so with some silky, smooth balls. I used to be the kind of guy who would buy those disposable razors and cut my balls all sorts of ways in the shower. It never worked out. Now, I'm all about Manscaped's Lawnmower 3.0 with the skin-safe technology. It won't cut your balls. It won't cut anything. It's waterproof. You can do it in the shower. It's got an LED light, 7,000 RPMs of blissful power, and you can use it on any part of your body to groom yourself and use the code submission and you get 20% off isn't that right Dennis yeah man and listen Manscaped is a lot more than just a groom a place to get your grooming stuff you can also get your foot dust to make sure your feet don't stink out the office when you get back from the gym how about a nose trimmer how about a comfortable pair of underwear a ball deodorant Manscaped has it all so go to manscaped.com right now Use the code word submission, get 20% off and free shipping now. There you go. While we're giving away juicy deals, if you're looking for places to watch the fights, if maybe you're in a region where you don't get the fights streamed on your TV or you can't access them, you can use a VPN like Pure VPN to change the region on your computer, your laptop, your tablet, your phone, anywhere you want, change the region, and now, bang, all of a sudden your computer thinks you're in the US, you're in Australia, you're in the UK, you can watch things like ESPN, Globo, uh, anything, any sports channel all over the world, as long as you're in that region with Pure VPN, and uh, you can do it safely. And also, the government won't take your details because the VPN blocks them from doing that. Use the code SUBMISSION and you get an additional 10% off, which is crazy because they're doing 99 cent trials for seven days and you get 47% off for a year and then 70% off for two years. Isn't that right, Dennis? Yeah, well, listen, Cass, right now, security is the most vital thing that you can have on your computer. You're constantly uh, downloading stuff and all sorts of parties are monitoring you. So make sure to jump on Pure VPN right now to make sure you keep safe. If you want to check out some content overseas that you can't check out here in Australia, which is basically happening all the time. And of course, that's ESPN Plus as well. Go to link.purevpn.com forward slash submission now. Use that code word submission and make sure you don't miss out on any more fights again. I know there's a lot of you guys traveling in between countries. You can't access your fight pass. You can't access your subscriptions. You can't access your Foxtel guy. This is your opportunity here with Pure VPN. But just before we let you go, Alex, just quickly, UFC 257 around the corner. A couple of quick predictions from you. The first one, a guy that you've trained with before, a teammate from CKB, Dan Hooker. What a massive spot he's in against Michael Chandler. He's even doing a press conference this week with Conor McGregor. And I can't wait to see what happens because Dan is one of the brightest, sharpest guys uh, out there on the roster. What are you expecting from his fight with Michael Chandler? Just a quick preview for the people that don't really know Dan that well and what he really brings to the table. Mate, this is a... Uh, you, you hit the nail. This is a, a, a great fight for the whole thing about it. Not only matchup stylistically, the position he's in, co-main on, on this card. Uh, you know, uh, fighting Michael Chandler again. A lot of a lot of hype around Chandler. You know, he's coming in from uh, from another promotion. There's a bit of hype around him. 
stylistically, you know, uh, I think this is a great fight for, for Dan Hooker. I think he's actually going to look real good in this one. And what a position to be in, like, to fight before Conor McGregor. Uh, same division. Uh, I think, uh, I think uh, you know, there, there's there's a good time to, to set something up there. And press conference, you know, this is the position he's in is incredible. I'm happy for him. And I can't wait for him to do his thing. And, and again, he uh, he is a smart man. So I'm sure... Uh, that press conference going to be a going to be a good one, but I see uh, Dan getting a finish in that fight, and you know that's no disrespect to Chandler, but stylistically, I just I just can't see Chandler uh, I can't see Chandler having this one. So I feel like uh, Dan will either catch him uh, on the outside coming in, or even when he comes in. You know what I mean? So this is a, this is a good fight for Dan, and I can't wait for it. Mm. A lot of people sort of predicting a, a similar finish, um, and I just I can't wait to see Dan's uh, dry Kiwi humor wreck havoc yeah. at the press conference, <laughs> and people just not knowing how to take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, two more predictions. The f- uh, the second one, obviously, is the main event: Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. If you were throwing your hat in there, as far as how you see it going, uh, what's what's the Volkanovski pick? Man, I, I'll go go with Conor with this one. You know what I mean? Uh, People are going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, Poirier's been uh, more active and whatnot. Uh, is there ring rust, all that type of stuff, you know, whether people are saying that. Cocky, I mean, Conor McGregor, there's no there's no ring rust. You ain't going to get that. Uh, you know, obviously, he's a confident fighter. You know, he's a you know, cocky, whatever it is. He's that confident that, you know, it doesn't matter if he hasn't been in there for that long. You know, there won't be ring rust. He's going to be clear no matter how long he hasn't been in there for. So... I believe he's going to be sharp as ever. I know he's the type of guy that when he's got a challenge in front of him, a fight in front of him, he's preparing. You know, uh, no matter how you know how rich he is or whatever it is, you know, he does take this sport serious, and I think he's going to be in good nick. And I just think, uh, you know, with Poirier, I know he's a much better fighter than he was. Uh, whether that knockout's still in the back of his head, and you know, I just think, uh, you know, Connor's just sharpness is going to be too much earlier in that fight, and I think he does get the. The, the finish early in the fight. Mm. If it goes later, obviously that changes, but I think Connor gets the finish early. And also, we know that just in the future, we know lightweight was your division in the past. Um, is there any chance you see yourself sort of moving up, even after a few more title defenses, once you kind of go through the whole featherweight division and you're the featherweight king? Is there a part of you that would be excited to try a new challenge and move up and maybe try that lightweight division out? Are you just sort of happy to sort of cement your legacy as one of the best featherweights of all time in the history of the UFC? Oh, man, like, you know, I don't think it's uh, long before I can uh, cement my legacy in the in this division. I think mm. I've had some uh, great things already. I beat uh, the best guys in this division. You know, people are trying to say uh, Max is a GOAT. Obviously, they're saying all that. Aldo's a GOAT. A goat. I've beat them both. Uh, you know, people are trying to say Max is still in his prime. And I beat him twice in his prime. So that just shows you where I'm at. But again, I do want to stay in this division and uh, cement myself as the GOAT in this division. I don't think that that's too far away. You know, a couple of defenses. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, you know I love my barbecue. So mm-hmm. it'll definitely be uh, somewhere I wouldn't mind going as well. So, again, I've got a division to hold and do my thing in. But uh, at the end of 2021, you know, I think, uh, you know, whether there's uh, someone – next or not you know there might not be a number of contender so all right let's move up let's 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 have a fight there you know i don't want to hold up the division i've always said that but there's going to be opportunities where there's time to be like all right let's go uh let's go test the waters in the lightweight division 
Yeah, and it's interesting as well because obviously your teammate Israel, the man that you guys do some sparring with, he's moving up and going to light heavyweight, and then he might move up and go to heavyweight. And I'm just curious. <clears throat> obviously, Eugene Behrman is a guy that train is a trainer for you as well. What is your mindset on moving up? Because they have a very interesting mindset, and that is you don't even really need to put on too much extra weight. You can come into an, a division that's a little bit higher and then maintain that speed advantage and sort of beat guys those, that way. They're not really a big fan of a guy bulking up and trying to put on all this extra muscle just to move up to a division. Do you kind of share that mindset? And is it nice to kind of see a teammate do it this year before maybe you try to do something similar next year? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but to be honest, you know, uh, I'll still need to cut weight to make lightweight. Like, you know, wow. I'm to put on uh, muscle or put on weight because I'm still sitting at a decent weight for lightweight as well. Because, again, I fluctuate a fair bit. Uh, and, man, like, I've trained with so many different weights, man. I've, I've fought at middleweight. you got to remember, I've fought at middleweight. I've played front row. I was... 97 kilograms you know i'm used to the big boys i don't know anything but training with the big boys even now even though i you know i'm sure when when i'm sparring with some of these big guys even today like not today but these days i'm still training with guys twice the size of me i could only imagine what they're looking at because you know i still feel like i'm like a little chihuahua i feel like i'm 10 foot tall right <laughs> they're looking at this six bloke half the size of him you know probably piecing them up and you know me i just that's what i'm used to that's all i know so you know, I still feel just as strong as these big boys. So I don't need to put on muscle. I don't need to, to work on strength because I believe even in the lightweight division, I am stronger than majority of them. So, uh, again, the power's there. And, uh, you know, I don't need to work on that. So, yeah, I'm used to the big boys. So that's nothing different for me. Yeah. And when you when you look at that dream fight at lightweight, who, who gets you most excited? Because I'm just thinking about it right now. Is a, Con a guy like Conor McGregor, if he becomes champ again, or is it even that elusive matchup with Khabib, a guy that no one's been able to figure out, maybe one of the toughest puzzles to figure out in the sport of MMA, a guy that has had so much success? Man, there's a, there's a few good fights in that division. You know, there's a, there's a, some big names in that division. Uh, but there is, I guess you could say, a connection, uh, obviously, with, with Conor, where, the, you know, I've beat every other champion in my division. Uh, and Connor was uh, the, the featherweight champion as well, and and as I said, you know, I want to submit myself as a, the goat in my division. And let's be honest, there's always going to be Conor McGregor fans, and not they're going to keep, you know, bringing him up and throwing him out there in the in them conversations. So to go out there and you know, sort of just show the world that I am the greatest featherweight of all time, that 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 would be a big fight for me. And obviously, then you're talking about the circus around the promotion and. You know, and just the, everything about it. the money fight, well, you know, you, you name it. it. It'll be a fun, a big opportunity, a fun fight. And it makes sense uh, because, again, I, I want that GOAT status. Mm. You've got the, the same opponents uh, in, in Max Holloway as well. So, yeah, the connection runs deep. Man, there's a lot of fun things in your future, Alex. As we let you go, uh, get out of your hair so you can continue cruising down the freeway in your 6-4. What is the early out prediction for you against Brian Ortega? How do you see yourself getting it done? Mate, I just say, hey, I think, uh, yes, uh, I think uh, again, and I don't, I don't mean this in any disrespect, but I believe I'm just going to crumble it. My pressure's too much. I'm going to get in his face, and it's just going to be too much. Uh, I'm, I'm predicting because he is tough. He does have a chin. We've seen that, but just that pressure, I'm going to put 
front of him. Uh, I just believe, uh, you know, whether it is a uh, third, 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 fourth round, I believe uh, it's just going to be too much, and that fight will be stopped. Just, uh, just too overwhelmed. That's how. That's how I see it. I've pictured it. And uh, that's that's exactly. 2021 is going to be my year. I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of big things happening this year. And there's going to be a lot of opportunity uh, towards the end of the year as well. So keep an eye out. Stay tuned. I'll tell you what, 2021, getting off to a blazing start. So many exciting fights, guys. Make sure to follow Alex at Alex Volkanovsky on Twitter, Instagram. Watch out for that new YouTube channel, Cooking with Volkanovsky. I can't wait to see what happens there. And, of course, the uh, children's book as well. Nothing but good reviews. And a great present, you know, during this COVID time when everybody's stuck at home. And UFC 260, still to be 100% confirmed, but expected to take place March 27th in the US with the venue still officially to be announced. Alex, we can't wait to see what happens, man. Thanks so much for joining us on the big drive from the gong. It's always an, always an honor and privilege. Thank you. Stay tuned. See you next time.